Hey, what's going on, everyone? Yo, yo, this is Eddie and Marcus. Let's go. The Average Sports Guys. This is the Average Sports Guys podcast. Yes, sir. Man, so today is episode 80. Ochenta. And it has been a minute, hot minute, since we have recorded. Yes, sir. Um, both of us have been busy, to say the least. Absolutely. Um, so, but you know, we're back. We decided to do a Super Bowl um, show. Yes, sir. And just kind of, there's some stuff going on around the league, which we'll get to. There's been mm-hmm. some coaches that have been hired. Mm-hmm. Um. And then some prospective coaches that have not been hired, which I don't know how to feel at this point. It's like shock, mm-hmm. surprise, not not surprise, what, whatever. Right. Um, quarterback stuff, as far as will there be some quarterbacks on the move? If so, where should they go? It's a good landing spot. Or will they just stay where they are? Um, mm-hmm. And then, obviously, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl matchup. So let's get into the coaching moves, if you will, Marcus. Yeah, let's go. So I'm just going to run them down. So on the top of this list, we have Dennis Allen going to the New, uh, New Orleans Saints. Which he was just promoted. Right. Because he was a coordinator. Yes, he was. And just got promoted to the head coaching position. Absolutely. Uh, one of the controversial hires was Brian Dable uh, to the New York Giants. We'll get, yeah. we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, Matt Eberflus to the Chicago Bears. We had Nathaniel Hackett, Denver Broncos. Mike McDaniel to Miami Dolphins, Josh McDaniels to the Raiders, mm-hmm. uh, Dougie P to the Jags. Let's go <laughs> with Trevor Lawrence. You know Goldilocks over there. That's going to be a, an interesting you know team to watch moving forward. Yep. And then another, I would say, semi controversial hire in Lovey Smith uh, with the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the expected hirings of Kevin O'Connell with the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, but that's what I got. So, so of those of those hirings, mm-hmm. are, which do you feel would be, um, or how do I phrase this? Which hiring, if 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 you feel any, would um, yield results, or do you think is like a good pair? Um, you know what I mean. Like, oh yeah, like like coach and quarterback or coach and organization. Yeah, just overall coach coach to that organization. I, for me, I like Dougie P out there in Jacksonville, right? So you have Dougie P, who I mean, obviously Super Bowl champion, um, mm-hmm. has done well with you know bringing in guys to support the growth of a young quarterback. Like he's done it before, right. so I think that was the smartest move out there in Jacksonville mm-hmm. to bring in a guy like Dougie P, right? Um, for me, that's probably the, the highlight of the coaching hires as far as coach to organization pairings, especially when you talk about, you know, I guess he's going into year two now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for Trevor Lawrence and everything. So yeah, yeah, I, I I like that matchup. Yeah. So that one jumped out at me, uh, for much of the same reasons, like you said, I mean, Doug Peterson is super bowl, super bowl winning coach. You know, who knows? It could have just been lightning in a bottle that that year for your organization and Philadelphia Eagles and and everything bounced right. Um, You know, and Mm -hmm. is that indicative of him being a great head coach or anything like that? I don't know. But what I do know is or what I feel. I do feel he's 
one of the better fits for Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Um, I was a bit bummed that Brian Lefwich didn't get hired right. um, for that position. All things look like he was going to be mm-hmm. um, there there for a minute, uh, which I thought, you know, he he would probably help uh, Trevor Lawrence immensely as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that'll definitely be one organization to, you know, tune in and to watch. Um, for sure. Was there any that you just were kind of like head scratchers? Ooh, for me, it was the Brian Dable hire. Like, you literally have a Brian Flores, right, that came off of uh, a 9-6 and six slash uh, or 9-7 and seven and slash 10-6 and six, uh, back-to-back seasons, two back-to-back winning seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, out there in Miami, you know, dude's from Brooklyn. He's from New York. He's built tough. He's He can handle the media. And you're looking for a guy who's played with, like, trash and then or or coach trash mm-hmm. and ended up you know going from five eleven five and eleven to two consecutive winning seasons and like i said he is a brooklyn native so why wouldn't you want to bring a guy in that is a winner that has took trash to essentially you know a, a competing franchise and you're literally in my opinion what two three maybe four pieces away from actually competing again Mm -hmm. um but with that being said i mean i guess they're you know riding daniel jones and we do know that with flores he's tied to um what's his face he's tied to uh he's not tied to Tua. he's tied to dude out in texas well with the tech what's his name oh you're talking about deshaun watson Watson. yes i'm sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so like i guess that's the giants well part of the giants reasoning is that they don't want to move off of uh Daniel Jones yet, but I mean, this dude's a winner. So yeah. for that hire, it, it really bugged me. I mean, there's more we'll get into later, but to me, that's a major head scratcher. Yeah. So that one, I mean, surprised me a little bit. Um, but I understood why they went with Dable, right? Because he's coming from Buffalo. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he was the offensive coordinator for Josh Allen. And, that's right. And that, you know, prolific or, or, or high power offense that they have. And he has a relationship with the GM, doesn't he? I believe so. I think that's that's part of it. Yeah. Quote, unquote. And then, you know, the, the league is like life. It's sometimes not what you know, it's who you know. Yep. And I'm not saying Brian Dable doesn't know how to coach. I mean, right. obviously we've seen many good coordinators get head coaching jobs mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, don't do well. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, the Giants roster overall is a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure what their cap situation is. Right. But I do believe they're in cap hell. Um, Probably. And I did hear a little rumblings the other day that uh, they may be looking to offload like Kadarius Tony, which they just drafted. Wow. Saquon Barkley, who's often injured. Um, oh, who else? There was a few other um, pieces. You're right. They are $10 million in the hole right now. Right. So, you know, they're definitely – that team is going to look different next year. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was attractive to Brian Dable. He'll kind of ha- – you know, have a hand in help molding that, that roster. And if he has a good relationship with the GM, yes, sir. you know, then, you know, that's the way that they're going to roll. My guess is Daniel Jones will be there this year. Mm-hmm. And then that's about it. Um, you know, unless somebody like a Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson openly says, I want to go play for the giants and right. then they try to figure out how to get it done. Um, but again, both players are going to be expensive. And if they're already in the cap, you know, hell basically then i think that's very unlikely um there was no other i mean i don't know much about the coach that they just hired in denver 
So who knows? Denver just seems like one of those teams that they could be very good, um, but also they seem like they have a lot going on over there as well. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not entirely too sure. So that would be another one to watch. But, yeah, I mean, it, I'm also intrigued with the Dolphins hire. Yeah, like I agree with that one, especially like since, I mean, you could even go back – and look at their past two coaches, uh, Adam Gase, where they were able to beat the Patriots. Like, that's the standard. If you can't go in and beat the Patriots mm-hmm. and you get washed, right. oh, it's going to be a rap city over there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the NFC East for for Washington is like, as long as you beat Dallas. And, right. And, and that's like a weird way of thinking, and I'm happy. Like, I don't think that way. Like, Dallas is not our Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> That's a fact. You always want to beat divisional opponents, and there's right. a little something, like, for a yeah. rival, for sure, but you know, definitely shouldn't be the end all, be all. But, um, but yeah, so that one would be interesting. Dude is young. I mean, <clears throat> shocker, he used to be in the Redskins organization when Shanahan mm-hmm. and and McVeigh and O'Connell and Lafleur and all them were there. So you know that that coaching tree just gets extended. Right. And and I always laugh, like looking on Twitter, and and people are saying, "Oh, he was in our building. Why did we let him go?" Back then, he was like a position coach or whatever, right. you know, very, very little experience. I mean, he's come a long way. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, he's he's the right coach. I mean, we'll see how that goes. I'm praying for Mario, you know, and, and, and his Dolphins out there. <laughs> so he was Shout telling me he was telling me the other day that they I, I guess some people nicknamed their coach. uh Bong Shula because <laughs> you know Don Shula to the yeah. Dolphins but Bong Shula because you know he's been out in Cali with San Francisco for so long now a couple I think three seasons and everybody says oh my gosh yeah he looks like he smokes so <laughs> so that'll be that'll be interesting yeah man uh but, but yeah and then Lovey Smith I thought was a safe hire um it was very safe and and I'm not taking anything away from Lovey Smith I mean I thought he was a decent coach when he was in Chicago right he took the Bears to the Super Bowl yeah and I feel like he kind of got run up out of there a little early I mean (laughs) yeah he did I didn't see if they hired any like if he assembled a staff or anything yet but to me they're gonna have to have one hell of an offensive coordinator the reason I say that is he's that older grizzled defensive minded coach you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so they have a young quarterback and was it Davis Mills is, is their quarterback, assuming they move on from Deshaun Watson. So right. um, they're going to have to, you know, get it right, get it tight on that offense because, I mean, Lovey Smith is not going to coach up a quarterback or anything like that. So no. um, so that would be interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, so that's it, like, with the coaches. I mean, obviously, we'll see. It'll start with free agency and then the draft and see how those teams do. Yes, sir. Um, now, the quarterbacks. I did mention, you know, there could possibly be some – Quarterbacks on the move. The number one, the biggest one everyone's talking about is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, the other one is potentially Russell Wilson. Yep. Deshaun Watson. Obviously, you know, those reports have been out for, you know, the better part of a year now that he wants out of Houston. Right. Um, and then one that's kind of talked about in some circles that I've seen um, is Derek Carr. Maybe maybe the Raiders move on from him and trade him. But because they got um, Josh McDaniels, I don't think no. They're they're he's definitely not going to want Carr to leave. So I mean, <clears throat> in my heart of hearts, I think Derek Carr stays. Right. Um. I think McDaniel can you know design some pretty cool stuff there. I mean, they've clearly got some weapons absolutely on, on offense. So I mean, they they could go to the next level, you know, and, and not just get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. But, absolutely. Um. 
but yeah, so those to me are the top four. And then obviously there's, you know, the second and third tier guys, the Trubisky's that'll hit the market, the yep. Mariota's, Jameis Winston, possibly mm -hmm. um, things like that. So I say all that to say, um, just real quick, man, like, do you think Rogers goes anywhere? And if he does, where do you think he goes? If he goes anywhere, I think he's going to go to Denver. Um, that's just what the, what the trend is with the media and what's, what's being reported. Um, I mean, I think Green Bay is going to fight for him to stay, but to me, it's that relationship is all but fractured. Yeah, I do think the writing is on the wall for Aaron Rodgers. Like if he's not done this year. It'll definitely be the following year. Right. But I mean, I can see him being moved. Denver is not a bad place. I can also see San Francisco. Um, that I understand work. that they drafted that that uh, Trey Lance kid. Uh -huh. I don't know how far along he is in the passing game. Um, you know, we've seen him come in, you know, when Garoppolo was hurt or for some like gimmicky type stuff. Who knows? I mean, we're not in that building. I, we're not evaluating him or seeing him. And we definitely don't know what Shanahan truly feels about him. But if a guy like Rogers openly says, and I'm not saying he said that, but if he does say, I'd like to finish my career in San Francisco, because, I mean, Rogers got a few years left, if that. Oh, absolutely. So, <clears throat> he's he's from out that way anyway, so maybe you bring him home and then you you let Trey Lance really develop um, under under Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I mean, a place like that makes sense. I mean, he was linked recently to the Titans because he had just bought like a bunch of land like not too far from from where the Titans play. Mm -hmm. um, that all but got squashed. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, to me, the two likely landing spots would be uh, Denver or San Francisco. I respect that. Like I like think about Aaron Rodgers with like Brandon Ayuk and friggin' Debo Samuel. Right. Plus, um, they'll get Mostert back. They'll get Mostert I mean, back. Yeah. They're a tough team, and then their defense is good. Got I mean, great tight end and Kittle. Yeah, and I mean they almost went to the Super Bowl this year. So you put an Aaron Rodgers on that team, and if you can keep that team largely intact, boom. I mean you're <laughs> right damn there. near stamping your ticket so there you go um it, it would be a good move especially if shanahan wants to get that super bowl win because you got to think man you turn the keys over to that kid and trey lance i mean he's not setting the world on fire otherwise he would have beat jimmy g out and right. you know you're looking at at least another two to three years before you're really competitive um so yeah so i mean obviously we'll all be watching and and to see what happens like with aaron Rodgers. i know a lot of people in the washington fan base mm -hmm. um <clears throat> Want Rodgers. If the team went out and got him, okay, they get him. And he's a great quarterback. He's turned into really, like, really a dirtbag human being. Right. Um, COVID stuff aside, right? Like, mm -hmm. I don't care whether people agree with the vaccines or not. That's your personal business. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just the whole crap with I identify as vaccinated or whatever. He said, no, no, no. I'm, I'm immunized. I, I, I'm immunized. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I just thought... I just thought it was tacky, and then <laughs> I was like, "All right, come on, dog." Right, and then all the the subsequent crap after that. Oh the yeah, Pat holistic show. medicine. And when he's talking about the woke mom and all this, <laughs> all this other silliness. Oh my and, gosh, and that was horrible. Yeah, cancel culture and and, and all that type. Like of you stuff, did it to so. yourself, bro. Should've right, told the truth. Yeah, at least Carson Wentz came out and said, "Dude, I'm just not getting the shot." Yeah, <laughs> but but unlike other players, you know, him being who he is and right. just being a winning quarterback organizations won't think twice to bring him in. Absolutely if, not. If, if, if they have the chance. So um, the other quarterback that I think could possibly be on the move would be Russell Wilson. Absolutely. So, so same question to you. Do you think he gets traded? If so, where do you think he goes? The more I think about it, the more like, I, I hate to say this. I wouldn't be surprised if this dude ended up in DC. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the way that, 
that relationship between him and Pete Carroll is trending, you can tell he wants out, right? Like he doesn't have as much pull with the Seattle organization as he would like. Um, they have yet to build him an offensive line. I mean, all these years. All these years. And this dude's just been running and running and running. You can tell he's tired of running. He's getting hit a lot. He wants yeah. at least a, an organization that can actually like make attempts to protect him. Mm-hmm. I think your offensive line is good enough. You guys definitely have weapons in McLaurin and, uh, McLaurin and Sims. And then you also have running back in Gibson. And your defense is already there. So it's basically... I want to I don't want to say a poor man Seattle from several years ago, but essentially a lot of it is the same makeup. So that would be an easier transition for him. Um, as far as personal, I mean, you guys could go out and get one more weapon, but I mean, I I wouldn't. As a football fan, I think it'll be a good move. But as a Eagles fan, I'd friggin' hate it. Well, I, yeah, because it's in the division. It's in the division, but I could see him going to, to Washington. Yeah. So there's been a few teams floated around. Obviously, you know my um, my ears to the streets of of, of Washington. So. <laughs> You know, I've, I've just been in that, you know, whirlwind of Russell Wilson to D.C. news. Um, but also I, I was hearing a little bit about maybe uh, the Giants, maybe mm-hmm. Cleveland. Um, Ooh. Uh, what was the other team? Um, San Francisco. But Seattle is not going to trade that quarterback within the division. Absolutely not. Um Let's see. So, I mean, there's, I mean, I'll put it like this. I mean, he's definitely got options. If Seattle took open offers and they took the best offer, you know, maybe somebody from the AFC would want to get him. If I'm Russell Wilson, I don't want to go to the AFC because that's a a murderer's row of quarterbacks. The only team I would want to go to, but this is more of like a next year situation because the Colts are on the hook for what Carson wants for like one more season. Yeah. And I can see him in Indy. Right. Playing inside. You put that man in Indy. Oh my God! Yeah, and they have a a, a tough defense. Too. Oh, disgusting! So yeah, I mean, so I'll say here comes the homer in me, right? Like I can see him playing in DC. Obviously, with all of the organizational drama and the stuff with the with the uh, sexual assault allegations and in right. the workplace things that are going on, um, you know, they a few of the victims met with uh, Congress. Was it last week? I think so. Um, you know, and, and told their stories. And then Roger Goodell, he spoke today at the Super Bowl um, uh, uh, press conferences and stuff. And he was asked primarily about two things, the diverse, why the, the lack of diversity in um, head coaching, mm-hmm. GM and yep. ownership level. And then the other one was uh, Dan Snyder. Uh, so, you know, our team is just constantly in the media in that regard. And mm-hmm. so it's not a good look. So you would, your first inclination is to say, why would Russ want to come here? Right you know, with all the drama that's going on with the organization, you have to think, man, like Russell Wilson, everything he says and does, um, again, from what he says down to his image and, and what he wears and how he presents himself is, is very calculated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I don't mean calculated as in he's not a real human being, but he's very conscious of what his brand and, and his self image is. Right. And, you know, you ask yourself, do you want to get tied to that, you know, in an organization? That's a great point. Um, but I mean, for several reasons. So now I don't know how true it is. Again, we're not friends with Sierra, but you know, there, <laughs> there, there are reports that Sierra wants to get to New York. Um, DC is not far from New York. It's really not. Um, Dan Snyder has a private plane, not that they couldn't afford their own, but I mean, Dan Snyder lets, you know, coaches and well, the head coach, like use, use the private plane and all that stuff. So right. if Sierra had to go up to New York for something, I mean, that's a quick, like 30, 40 minute flight. I mean, she Facts. could be right there. Um, 
you you kind of alluded to it earlier with some of the weapons we already do have on mm-hmm. on offense. I mean, we have a strong run game. Obviously, when healthy in in um, Antonio Gibson, JD McKissick, I think we have a decent tight end in Logan Thomas. Yes, I mean, obviously do. he had that unfortunate injury. He should be back um, and and ready to go. And then yeah, you do have Terry McLaurin. Um, Opposite of him, I'd like to see a legit number 1A or 2 wide receiver. I mean, we drafted Deami Brown. Uh, he hasn't really come along. <clears throat> who knows why? Then you you still have uh, Curtis Samuels, who we paid a ton of money um, do. To, to sign last year. He spent this whole season pretty much hurt. So if you would assume he'll come back and be healthy. I mean, he, he can move all over the field too. You can line him up in different places. Russell Wilson himself just poses a threat and not even really with his feet. Um, I think he's a smart quarterback when he scrambles and he knows definitely when to get down. You don't really ever see him take big hits. I mean, he's had years where he's been the most sacked quarterback, but again, I think that's more on the offensive line. Absolutely. Um, We've, we've typically, even with patchwork offensive lines, like the last couple of years, you know, because you're going to go through injuries, we've still had one of the better offensive lines. So that keeps him a little bit more upright, you know, instantly over what he's been dealing with in, in Seattle. So I could see him coming here, but it to me, I think it's going to be the drama of the organization for him to say, no, I don't want to go there. Because he does have a no trade clause that he would have to opt out of. Yes, he does. So, and then I believe Deshaun Watson does too. That leads me into him. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously there's all the drama and the saga around him. It's been kind of quiet, you know, we don't really know what's going on with that. But again, all things being equal, let's just assume all that stuff is done. He's cleared to play football. I mean, he's cleared to play now. The team just chose to sit him. Um, But do you see him going anywhere? And if so, what do you think is a likely landing spot for him? Um... I have no idea, um, I, but it's all like, albeit being said, like if he gets cleared, but if he does get cleared, uh, I mean, I keep thinking, you know, the San Francisco's of the world, like teams who are a quarterback away. Yeah. Um, there were rumors about him possibly coming to, no, that's dead. Um, honestly, I think my, the top of my list is San Fran. I mean, they're literally. I mean, they, that's somebody they could use him as a bridge guy moving forward because they're like literally a quarterback away from still competing. Yeah. So the thing is, to me, <clears throat> when I think Watson on the move, I think Miami. That would He's work too. Pretty much openly said that's where he wants to go. I know towards the trade deadline this past season, Miami's front office pretty much said, like, yeah, we would want to make the move, but we want this legal stuff cleared up. So, right. you know, I. I Maybe with the new coach, maybe they're willing to go get him. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to go there now because of the Brian Flores thing. I was about to say that. was like that was kind of like the reasoning that they put out there why Brian Flores like didn't want to it, or, or there was something going on where he was like, "Dude, I want to bring in Deshaun Watson." They kind of deaded it, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, and then obviously he's he's linked to Washington, maybe not on a big national thing, but there's you know local beat beat reporters, podcasters, radio I'd be personalities sick. that you know have have mentioned it. Um, now I'd be sick about it. <laughs> I if you look at him as the player, you say yeah. I mean that makes all the sense in the world. You, you give up your three ones or your two ones in a player or, or whatever. You you Smart do kid. what it is that you need to do to bring this guy in 
because he solves the quarterback position for the next possibly 10 years, right? Yes, he does. Um, because, again, he's still young. We have the cap space to pay him. Yep. Uh, but then there's the human side of it. What is our organization going through right now? They're and in then the you midst bring of all of that guy. The investigation for sexual harassment and, you know, bring in Deshaun that, Watson. that stuff in the workplace. And then you bring it into Deshaun Watson. What does that really say about the organization? Right. Did they change the culture? Well, here's what I say. If you go all in on, on Deshaun Watson, <clears throat> you better have figured out what's going on with these civil suits and all that. You do your homework. If you feel good about it, then you you put the chips to the middle. You bring them in. You don't worry about it. Right. Um, with these 24-hour sports news cycles, um, it'll be a big thing, you know, for a little while, and then it'll go away. Um, if you do it at the start of free agency, it pretty much goes away because shortly after because there'll be other blockbuster deals. <clears throat> And not only that, but then people are going to be getting ready for the combine and the draft and mm -hmm. all that type of stuff. And then, you know, you move into OTAs, things like that. So it'll right. come back up when it's OTAs because the NFL Network is spending time at the organizations, what have you, blah, blah, blah. So I can see it working um, here. But again, does he want to come here? So who knows? Again, I, I, I believe Roger stays put. Something tells me. Russ stays put. Watson, mm. I think, would be the only one on the move, to be honest. But where he goes, who knows? If he's even able to go pending his charges and if he actually does time or anything. But Right. We'll, well so, and the thing is, we'll right see. now, there's no criminal. It's civil. It's all civil, right. And, and I, I don't dive too deep into the weeds okay. on, on that stuff. But, again, from what I understand, it's, it's all civil. civil. So it's the a, reason he okay. hasn't settled is something to do with, like, him paying them out is like his admission of guilt or, and then something okay. to the effect of like NDAs and the ladies don't want to sign them and, and all uh, that stuff. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So again, like without getting too far into that, right. but that's, that's the, but the there's so far, there's no criminal okay. charges. So that's why I would say, okay. you know, if you're an organization ready to bring him in or possibly ready to bring him in, you have your, you know, legal Work. team do, do their due diligence, their to homework. Say, you know, what, what do you, what do you think the possible or likely outcome of this is? Um, and if it'll hinder him, you know, possibly a going to jail or being suspended, right. Then, you know, then you, you know, proceed with caution or enter at your own risk, basically. Absolutely. So real quick, before we get into the Super Bowl matchup, man, I know you guys have heard me just recently say Washington or DC or whatever. We have a brand new name. They did the rebranding and the and the name reveal last Wednesday, exactly one week from today. Eddie was and out there partying with him. I was partying, man. <laughs> we we are the Washington Commanders. Commanders. So a lot of people leading up to this um, were pretty much able to guess what the team name was going to be. Um, they, the, the team put out the, a series of videos on, on YouTube called making the brand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was their attempt of showing like transparency, mm -hmm. uh, with the fan base and, and all that to basically say you're included in this rebrand because this is the city's team. This is your team. Um, <clears throat> so they got tons and tons of submissions for names. Red Wolves was the leader in the fan base clubhouse. Um, not every fan wanted that, but I, I do feel like the overwhelming majority wanted it. Some for whatever reason, the name to them was cool. Mm -hmm. They wanted to keep the hashtag HTTR. I've never been a proponent of keeping a name or naming something that you can then get a hashtag out of. I just <laughs> think that it's just not for me. Right. Um, you know, and then obviously you're going to have, uh, or so, 
they ended up um, kind of releasing like the finalist names. Like here's mm-hmm. the top, however many names. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't do like a fan vote or anything like that. They mm-hmm. just said, here are the names. And um, they released the last making the brand video a few weeks, you know, before they unveiled the name. And Jason Wright pretty much said like, we can't go with Red Wolves. It was obviously a popular name amongst his fan base due to branding, licensing, and you know, uh, legal, legal issues. Because you got to yeah. think, you got the Minnesota Timberwolves. There you go. And I believe they've trademarked different iterations of Wolves. Um, oh, and wow. then there was like, I think a college team in Arkansas or something. They're the Red Wolves. And then they so, got that name, so. Yeah, so I think you can pay off a college team. Um, your biggest hurdle and fight is going to be at the NBA with level. The, absolutely. And, and nope. they're going to want revenue shares, things of that 100%. nature. So, you know, I can understand them going in a different direction in that regard. And so they pick commanders. I know when they did that reveal, they were blurring out like the new helmets and, mm-hmm. and the, they showed you part of the jerseys mm-hmm. and all that stuff, little teasers to kind of get you excited. But when Jason Wright handed the helmet to Ron Rivera, mm-hmm. um, it was blurred out, but they didn't blur out the reflection in the window. So you could so, actually still see it. Yeah. So, the, <laughs> so this W that's on my shirt right here was, uh-huh. was the sticker on the helmet. So everybody was like, you know, all the internet sleuths jumped out there and they were like, yo, did y'all see that W on the, on the helmet? And yeah, then they did crazy. this quick pan and it was a black helmet. So it was like, yo, they're going to have black alternates and all this. Then in, in the YouTube video that they released, it was like seven minutes. Like, you know, they handed Doug Williams like the sheet with, uh-huh. the, with the name and the uniform and mm-hmm. just to get his live reaction. And, you know, he was like, man, these are clean. Da, 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 da. So in one of the, the frames, Jason Wright had a piece of paper on his on his leg. Oh, yeah. And it was blurred out. Uh-huh. But then when they aired it on NBC Sports Washington, Everything else was blurred out the same way except for that piece of paper that was on his leg. And then people on Twitter and, and all over the place were like, they freeze framed it and they put it out there to be like, yo, is this the logo? Like, we're about to be the commanders. Like, they, did, they didn't blur this out. And, wow. you know, Jason Wright had said, well, there's going to be misdirection and this and that and da 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 da. And, <laughs> so so for for a while oh, i was wow. thinking well maybe it'll be the admirals or or something, something you know and then obviously ron rivera and, and his ties and admiration to to the military you know they're going to get his opinion and you know so my best guess is he wanted something more mm-hmm. military themed so you know they went with commanders but yeah it was just funny that they were trying to keep it a secret but they didn't but my take on on all of this was, and, and I think I had tweeted it. I said, I almost believe when they aired it on NBC sports, Washington, they purposely left the commander's name, like logo and everything like the crest, right? That circle, you know, that says commanders and all that. They left it unblurred on purpose. Right. The reason being is they knew, cause they told you in the beginning of the video is not going to be red wolves. Yep. So they say, okay, I think they leaked that name on purpose to get the fan base to say, man, we're about to be the commanders. People were bitching and screaming and crying and complaining and getting it all out of their system before so, they actually. So when it. they actually revealed it on two two twenty two, which was last Wednesday, there's no shock and awe factor. He was like, "We're the commanders." Oh, well, we already knew it. Then they had the helicopters were flying over FedEx Field and <laughs> in the in the side of the stadium, like you could see through the glass, and they had the big commanders banner yep. with Chase Young and all them like on the poster. <clears throat> and they were like, yo, the cat's out the bag. We're about to be the commander. So I do think some of those things were actually calculated to mm-hmm. soften the blow. Um, 
And then they hit us all with saying, hey, we're going to have a party at, in the FedEx field parking lot that Friday to come, mm-hmm. you know, welcome in the the new name of the commanders and blah, blah, blah. And this there- and that. And so I did attend that last Friday. Um, I didn't know what to expect. First of all, I didn't think that many people were going to be there because it had been raining and it right. was cold. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got there, I, I, th- I thought it was very well done. Um, nice. They were given swag bags, as you saw on my social media. Yeah, they were, they were given swag bags away, and they had like a beanie, koozies. They had some um, a pin that you like a lapel pin. There you go. Uh, they had stickers. They had um, a rally towel, a scarf. Um, and then obviously I bought the shirt that I'm wearing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody pretty much that I saw now I got there, it started, it was from like six to nine or something like six okay. to eight. Okay. No, I, I left a little bit after eight o'clock, but mm-hmm. it was from six to nine. And, um, everybody seemed like they had a good time. They had a DJ out there playing music and stuff. And, um, they had a bunch of the former players were there mm-hmm. and I mean, it was, it was, it was pretty cool, man. Like That's I thought, up. I thought it was very well done. I thought it was a good way to kind of, you know, bring in the new name and, and, mm-hmm. and advertising and, and all that. And they said they're going to have more events, which I probably will end up going to. I'm oh, for sure. You got to. Yeah. I mean, I'm all in. Do I, is commanders my first pick? No, it's not, but it is what it is. You know, it's not going to change. Right. So, you know, I'm all in and I can't wait. It does sound weird saying Washington commanders, but it sounded weird saying Washington football team too. So I think, I, I think commanders is better than the football team. I'll, yeah, I'll, I mean, I, I, do I, will too. Take, I will take that. I do too. And I mean, I've said it on the show before, like when, like, cause I'll, I'll hear some other people say, Oh man, like football team wasn't a, like Washington football team was kind of cool and unique. I said, okay. In just hearing a name, okay, it's different, but I'll say this. You, when you say Aaron Rodgers is, you say a Packer. You'll say Jalen Hurts is an Eagle. Chase Young is a, fo- a football team. A football team. What is he? A, <laughs> is he a Washington football, football team? team? Like right. I don't. That doesn't make sense. So there's no identity now. <laughs> right. it's Terry McLaurin is a commander. Uh-huh. You know, and then the, the, people are gonna have their jokes. Oh, what is a commander? Oh, Washington isn't commanding anything. I'm like, ah, whatever. I mean, we can make jokes about any any team name. Any team name whatsoever. And really, if you think about it, Commanders isn't any worse than Buccaneers or right. You know, Titans. And people are like, what what ties does commander have to dc i'm like first of all there's the commander in chief right there's the commander is a military rank in the navy and the coast guard pentagon's right there yeah the pentagon is there but a commander is people try to say it's just for the navy and the coast guard i'm like no when i was in the air force i had a commander that's just somebody who's in charge of your command non-military folks shut up right yeah (laughs) and and so i'm like it it makes sense right and to me that's the tie to the organization right the the word red skin has no tie to DC. Nothing about Redskins is DC other than the name of the football team and the history that it is. So right. that's why I was trying to tell people the actual name itself. The, I mean, if you look at Tennessee, what is a Titan to Tennessee? Nothing. Right. So that's my point. That's why I try to tell people. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. winning cures everything. So if I'm Ron Rivera and and that coaching staff and that in that front office, winning is all that matters. Stack them W's. What did like, what did Lombardi say? Winning isn't everything. It's the only, only thing. thing. Yeah. So that's really what you need to do. And I think you're going to get the fan base back, point blank and period. For sure. So moving on, man. Really um, quick, do you want to talk ahead. about that Brian Flo- the Brian Flores thing? That's what I was about to get oh, into. Oh, bet. We're go good. ahead. Yeah, so Brian Flores, right? You know what? Shout out to this man. Um, of course, uh, being in the throes of Black History Month, you know, opening a class action lawsuit against the NFL, right? And uh, three teams. And three teams, right? Naming three teams specifically. So he named the Giants, 
the Dolphins, and the Broncos. So, ultimately, you know, the long and short of it, if you've been living under a rock, um, there was a text message. Um, This is part of the story. A text message that, um, what's his face? Um, Bill Belichick sent (laughs) to Brian Flores in mistake, right? He meant to text Brian Dable saying, congratulations, you got the job, essentially for the Giants gig. And it turned into an oh crap situation. And he's like, because Brian Flores was like, wait, what do you mean? My interview is like on Thursday. No, yeah, well, I think it was that day, but in a couple hours. Something like that, yeah. where it was it was prior to his yeah, interview. He didn't even interview. He didn't, he didn't even interview yet, and he's like, "I I, I think you got the wrong Brian." Uh, and then uh, Belichick's like, "He's like, oh f, like, sorry." Uh, he's like, "I f that, I f that up, this, that, and the third. And you know, that was part of what spurred this class action lawsuit. Um, another piece of it, his old team when he was with the Dolphins, where. The owner was uh, paying him 100 G's per, per loss. Was going to pay him 100 G's per loss. And he's like, that's not going to happen. Like, that's not who I am. Like, what are you talking about? Right. And then the the other piece, as far as specifically named teams, um, the Broncos organization. So you're talking about John Elway and those boys. Mm-hmm. Um, pulling up to the interview, you know, disheveled, drunk, whatever. Hung over. Hung over. He says they were late. They were late, not taking the interview seriously. And... It, that's after a certain point, you know, and it's no secret with the NFL, right? You know, the Rooney Rule is there so that people, uh, so that the, these organizations and these owners are essentially forced to interview, you know, uh, black or or colored candidates within, you know, the interview process, whether it's for GM or a head coaching position or positional leadership within the organization, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of these interviews, you know, have been sham interviews. I mean, think about it. We've oh, yeah. only like right now. There's well. Prior to the coaching hires, there's only been like one black head coach, and that was what Mike Tomlin with the Steelers, mm-hmm. and he's and he's had like he's like the winning he has like hasn't had a losing season yet, like he's always had a winning season. Right. So with that being said, um, it's it's just been an issue. And then on the backside of that, like think of the situation out there with the Texans, right? They were going to bring in Josh McCown. Josh McCown, who's never <laughs> coached in his life, he is like a quarterback's coach for a high school team. They're mm-hmm. going to call him up to take the Texans job over all of these prospects. Like, you got the Eric right. enemies out there. Right. Jim Caldwell's still out there. He's still willing to work. You got right. Hugh Jackson. Yeah. And you're going to call up Josh McCown? Right. What? You have you, you have Leftwich, who <laughs> was the offensive coordinator on a Super Bowl winning team last year. Last year. And you're going to – Josh McCown, really? Yeah, so – so there's that, and then there's just this weird, you know, not weird, but it's just this air of just bias and, and essentially racism within, you know, the realm of interviewing and hiring black coaches, right? You can even, I'll even go back to the Lions when they had Jim Caldwell, right? Yeah. They had two consecutive nine and seven seasons. They couldn't wait to get rid of him. Exactly, and they went to the playoffs. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, he went to two play, actually he went to the playoffs within two years of his tenure. And they're like, yeah, we're going to get rid of this dude, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then they bring in Matt, Matt Patricia, Patricia, and he didn't even sniff a record above 500. No. Crazy. Right. So at the end of the day, in my opinion, you know, they got to get this rectified. Um, they got to get it fixed. There's plenty of high qualified, highly qualified black coaches um, that should be next in line. I mean, they've done everything. They've been coordinators. Yeah. They've literally done everything. Well, and- when you think about the overwhelming majority of your league – 
are, are black players. Facts. Do they think we're all just that dumb <laughs> and that we're just athletic? Like, yeah, exactly. You know, and, 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 and to me, that's the thing. I mean, it's 2022. It's, it's right. not 1945. And you would like to think we've come a long way. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, it, it just constantly seems to be, you know, this this thing. And, you know, me, I don't really talk much about racial issues and and, right. and things of that nature. And, and I understand people are quick to say, oh, this and that is racist or or, or, or whatever. But there's there is a problem there. There is an issue in the National Football League when it comes to that, because you will see guys with very little experience, mm-hmm. you know, get hired as a head coach, you're telling me that the dude they just hired in Miami has more experience than Brian Leftwich or Eric Bieniemy? <laughs> Absolutely not. There's no way. And I get it. He says he identifies as biracial. I believe his dad is black. Right. I'm, I'm not here to dispute any of that. No. But I, I'm I'm just saying, like, some of these hires, like, you're telling me that some of these other people with a better resume or track record isn't a head coach somewhere. This thing with Eric Bieniemy blows my mind. Doug, he's been on the team since 2013. I want to say out of the last, like the eight straight seasons after, four out of the eight, they were either in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. or the conference championship. Right. I mean, so the he's last, been busy. He's been busy. In the last, I want to say, last, I'll give him three, last three seasons, he's been calling the plays. Right. He's been calling the plays. Matter of fact, uh, Andy Reid had to come out on television and say, it's not me, it's Eric Bieniemy calling the plays. Right. That is bananas to me. That's well, crazy. And so so here's my thing. If teams want to hide behind the BS of saying, oh, well, <laughs> we had to fill our coaching vacancy, we couldn't wait for Bieniemy to win a Super Bowl and then, um, and then interview, the NFL needs to change their rule Absolutely. and say at the end of the season – it doesn't matter as long as we, you know what I mean? They, you don't have to wait till your team's not in the postseason right. for somebody on your staff to go and interview. Facts. Like, period. Yep. I understand them wanting to focus on game planning and preparing for that game, but mm-hmm. I'll be damned if you're going to keep using that same tired-ass excuse because I'm telling you, if a team truly wanted to hire Eric Bieniemy, they would have. Look at Kevin O'Connell. Oof. Facts. He's coaching in the Super Bowl this weekend, and the Vikings put it on TV there you that go. we're probably, in air quotes, going to hire this guy <laughs> after the Super Bowl. Right. So you're telling me a team can't do that with can't Eric Bieniemy? Crazy. Then we're hearing the same lazy ass crap that we heard last year about Eric Bieniemy. Yep. Oh, he doesn't interview, interview well. well. What do you mean? Who was it? Ryan Clark? That was like, what do you mean? mean. <laughs> it was like a, a head coaching interview. You're talking about football. You're telling me he can't tell, tell you a place? <laughs> That's that he, what he does for a living. That he designs. Like he design, he does it for a living, and he does it at the highest level. Oh, that tired the excuse. offense on Kansas City. So, you know, and then this year you start hearing, oh well, I, I you know, BNME does have some legal issues from way back when. They're starting to dig up that 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 nonsense. That, right. No. It's Mm-mm. it's it's the moving of the goalposts for me. That's exactly what it is. It's the same thing with Lamar Jackson. Yep. Lamar Jackson is you see them flash all these stats, right? And number one, number one, number one, number one. You know, as far as you know, whether it's rushing yards or touchdowns for this or this, it's like all these little weird stats. Um and, and he's number one, number one, first in the NFL, NFL history, dotted all these things. Then they're saying, okay, can we finally call this guy good? Oh, okay, yeah, 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 we'll call him good. But 
they he he hasn't done this and then he'll go out and he does it mm-hmm. oh but you know he's pretty good but he hasn't done these things and he goes out and does it they keep moving the goalposts it's all athleticism he could be a super bowl mvp and they will still say lamar jackson is eh he's he's okay the Ridiculous. reason they won that super bowl was dot 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 and it won't have anything to do with lamar jackson absolutely and i do feel like eric Bieniemy is in that situation yep. like I'm telling you now, like, I love Ron Rivera, uh, obviously his family, that whole thing. If for some reason he was no longer our coach and a Brian Flores or mm-hmm. Eric Bieniemy was open, hell, even Byron <laughs> Leftwich, Take him. And it is not because, just because they're a minority. No, because they have a track record that you can see. You yep. see the results of the work that they do. Yep. And not only that, but they're inspiring for their players. Like 100%. They can, they can get their players to play behind them. Absolutely. I mean, you, talk, you, you, you look at old boy um, in, in New Orleans that they just uh, promoted to head coach. Um, uh, you just said his name earlier. Oh, gosh. Uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, but so he used to – didn't he used to coach in, in Oakland? Yes, he did. And so I, I heard on the radio on the way in before we started recording that – some executive when it, when she was there, she had players going to her like complaining about the coach because like he didn't vibe with 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 the players like he he couldn't get them to follow what he was doing. So now New Orleans is already in a volatile situation because you basically have no quarterback, right. you have no damn money, you have a new coach that ain't Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. I don't care how good this coach is, you just hired he's not Sean Payton. Nope. So New Orleans is set up to pretty much look like a dud for the next couple years, right? Basically. And then on top of that, he he has those issues, you know, not maybe with the law, but he's got the issues of his team not buying in. Right. You know, if you look at Philadelphia, yeah, your coach was an unknown. Yeah, he right? was an unknown. He was a but, yeah, but outside of the rock paper scissors debacle, you know, <laughs> in 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 the beginning, that's right. You know, he got his players to play. Yep. The one thing I said about your team all years, you guys, Didn't no matter quit. if you were losing, you never gave up. You Didn't never quit. quit. That's the coach. Yeah, that's the coach. That's the coach. Yep. And and you're telling me Bienemy can't do that. You're telling me Leftwich can't do that. Mm-hmm. You're telling me, you know what I mean? So crazy. Yeah. So I, I I just think I just think all that is just flawed. Real quick, how do you fix it? How do you fix it? How would what would you do to fix it? It's hard to say, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's no there's no one right answer. The Rooney Rule on paper or in theory is is awesome, um, but in reality, it's not. So mm-hmm. how do you do anything better than that? I mean, it's not like you can put. Um, a term limit on white coaches per organization. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't yeah. say, okay, every third, every third head coach you get, the next one has to be a minority. So, I mean, truth be told, I don't know. Um, and, 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 and that's not a great answer, right? Like uh-huh. how, how, how I try to, you know, do things at work is it's one thing to not know or to be unaware, but you know, to have a solution. Right. I, I'm unsure, but this is what I do know, or this is, so I, I, I don't really have one way to to solve it because i don't know that there really is for me i think there's a there's one way or a possibly one way you bring that to i guess a more valid approach when you're you know interviewing coaches right i say you bring the leadership of the team actual players into the interview like captains Mm -hmm. right so they have the opportunity to ask questions. They get an opportunity to provide input, whether they think they would be a good fit for the locker room. Right. Because the first thing, first and foremost, what you want your coach to be is a leader of men. Mm-hmm. So he's got to, so that coach has to be able to sell that in the interview room. So also with that being said, 
you also want to make sure that it's a safe enough space to where players don't feel like they're going to be get any kind of backlash for you know that input or right. expressing you know i guess uh not liking the actual hire once it goes through mm -hmm. so one of my solutions is you know getting the captains involved or the leadership of the team and then the second fold making make second thing you can do is possibly making the interview process a little bit more transparent like where I don't know, based on X, Y, and Z interview process, like I do with when I'm hiring teachers and things like that, um, you know, providing feedback, right? There's documented feedback, maybe not necessarily access. There's no necessarily access to the public, but the league has the feedback like on file to where they can legitimately track that bias, if that makes sense. Oh, so, I see. So, so, so you basically, see right. Yeah, so some of the claims Flores was saying in the in those interviews, but then you know the teams are coming back saying no, right. that's not what happened. Exactly, but like you said, if there was if it was transcribed, then, it was documented, yeah, then then there's something for the league to really look at, to really look at and track and make sure that things are on the up and up. Um, essentially, I mean, in all in all, you got to force these owners into a situation where they have to start, you know, being more open to bringing in, you know, coaches of color, right? I mean. I mean, honestly, I feel like they're hiring who they're comfortable with, but they need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable right. by hiring the best possible candidate instead of going, like, like I said, I keep going to that Josh McCown example, a dude who they just like and just want to throw $10 million at this guy just to come and coach football, and he's never coached, been a head coach in his life. Right, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I mean and, and it, it's, it's crazy. So the thing with the players I think is interesting now – you're going to get, you know, those those people that are going to just say shut up and dribble, you know. Yeah, yeah. Player, players need to play, coaches need to coach, like that whole thing. Yep. And then we see the leverage that some of these um, more popular players have when they're forcing a team's hand, whether it's for to, to get out of there and go somewhere else or mm -hmm. if it's for contract extension, what, what have you. So this, I think, would add another element to the inmates running the prison right. type thing. Right. And, now you run the risk of players holding your organization hostage. So mm -hmm. I think that would get shot down, mm -hmm. but it's still an interesting take. Yeah. I mean, honestly, fresh, fresh new ideas are, are great. I mean, something to me has to give. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and I don't know that it would take, or if, if it would take like a, a boycott from, the minority mm. players or, or whatever, you know, and that's a large percentage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, or, or if it's, that's, 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 or that's if powerful it's, or if it's every minority who gets called in to, to, um, interview just declines to interview. So I don't know if the team has to go through with an interview or if they just have to reach out to a minority right. before they can hire. I feel you on that, but here's an even better solution. And it's been floated out there. So this is no secret. So let's say that the owner of Miami Dolphins, I can't remember his name for the life of me. Let's say that those allegations are true, right? That he was yeah. going to pay or offer to pay Brian Flores a hundred K per loss. Right. Get him out the league. You know yep. what that opens the door for black ownership. Yeah. That's how you fix the system. Mm -hmm. Bring in black owners. But do they want black owners? Because Absolutely not. Cause they got to let you in. Because look at P Diddy when, when, the, when the Panthers yeah. were, were up for sale. Yeah. That was he, years he, ago. He did a whole campaign. He was like, yo, let me in. Like he let me whole, in. Every social media post was like, I'm trying to buy the Carolina Panthers. Yup. You know, da, 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 da. He's got money. He's got, got, yeah. I mean, you telling me he, him, like you're telling me he wouldn't bring that 
football team, like that organization and that brand more money. Like right. he Oof. is Ciroc. Yes, he, he is. He is all those things. And he's he's got money. He can buy a team. They don't, they don't, they, they do not want him in there. Absolutely. And it's not just him. It's like not it's it's not just him. There's plenty of people. I mean, Jay Z. You can tell he's expressed interest. Yeah. There's there's there there's was rumors he was trying to um, go in on part ownership uh, with uh, Dan Snyder. Wow. When 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 the dude from FedEx and, and right. the other minority right, owners right. bounced out, he wanted to, to pretty much buy, yeah buy their their uh, share or whatever. And I tell you what, don't let these uh, allegations with the Mara family out in New York become true, and they have to sell. Mm-hmm. Oh, black people! Oh, yeah, we want that. We want that New York spot. We we, we need right. a New York team. Yeah, it's I over. Mean, I think I think the time is now. I mean, and yeah, I think I think the league is getting a little bit better as far as like minority GMs. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously there was um, uh, his name escapes me right now. Up in in Baltimore, right up the road. Mm-hmm. Um, the hell was his name? Oh gosh. Uh, any Ravens fans are killing me right now. Yeah. Um, oh, they're talking. Oh. Uh, I can't forget. I can't remember his name, but anyway, but um, Lewis Riddick is supposed to be interviewing up in Pittsburgh. Ozzie Newsom. Ozzie Newsom, yeah, yep. and he was damn good at his job. <laughs> yes, he um, was. Man, was a pro. And then, like I said, Lewis Riddick is. I, I, he either already did or he's supposed to interview mm-hmm. for the GM position in um, Pittsburgh. Yeah. So that would be cool. You have a black GM and and a black head coach. Oh yeah. Um. But but yeah, I mean, I think and then I mean Washington. You know. Yeah. We got Marty, so yeah, you know I, I don't know. Uh, there's we, we can all just rack our brain to to try to solve this, you know, minority uh, or lack of minority representation yeah. in, in positions of leadership in the National Football League. Yep. But you know, who knows? I, I I just I hope like I hope the NFL gets to the point where they they stop paying lip service to things and actually do something and, and, about and it. actually do something. Yep, you know um, that that really inspires and invokes real true change so i mean who knows man who knows but let's switch gears a little bit and get to the reason we decided to record this week let's go and that's a super bowl which goes down this sunday Uh uh-huh get your popcorn ready that's right and it is against the los angeles rams and the cincinnati Bengals. i did not see that coming the rams yes i predicted the rams on the podcast to to go to the super bowl Facts like shout out to my girlfriend's best friend's uh, husband, uh, Trey. He calls this man Joe Shiesty, right? Like Mm -hmm. this dude has been balling out with no offensive line whatsoever. Yeah. Post injury. Yeah. Doing damage. Like I don't understand like how this team like like we we know how but like why is this team in the Super Bowl? In right. my opinion, it's 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 off of pure leadership, believing in each other and not giving up just like my Eagles. Like this dude just goes out and plays great football. I mean, look at their offense. I mean, Joe Burrow 34 touchdowns. He has 4600 yards on the season. Mhm. You're two. That's disgusting for a rookie. Yeah. He's got And, and really it's I mean I forgot what week he got hurt, but he didn't play a full season last year because he tore his ACL. Exactly. That was in our game. Yep. That was against us. That's what, Yes, it was. Jamar Chase, 1,400 yards. You got T. Higgins, over 1,000. Jamar Chase is a problem. Problem. But you remember in the preseason, uh, he can't catch. He's going to struggle in the league. I love it. I thought I thought Joe Mixon was on the downslide. No, this man's no. got 1,200 yards. Yeah. T. Higgins, 74. And he didn't even play. Did he play the last few weeks? Yeah. Wasn't he, he, he did. He, 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 he got a few snaps the last week. Like oh, they, okay. didn't, they didn't like go all the way in. But he had snaps. Yeah. 
Um, CJ Uzorma, who I think is a legit tight end. Yeah, but got he's, five touchdowns. He's out, on a, yeah, I mean he's a, is he out? Yeah, didn't he get hurt? Oh, uh, he probably did in uh, the, in that that last game. You know he did. He, yeah, he did. Yeah, so he's done. My fault, but still. But either way, I mean it was a either that, way. That, this that offense is scary, and I'll tell you what, and I've texted you this five times already. Whatever happens in the Super Bowl. Next offseason, if you're a free agent offensive lineman, That's I know where exactly where you want to go. Gronk is trying to go there. Facts. Like, he was like, oh, since I can't play with Tom, <laughs> I want to go play with Joe Burrow. Absolutely. Yeah. Kid's a bowler. Yeah. And the defense isn't bad. Like, they, they no, started no, out no. bad. They actually gelled and they came together. Yeah. So, I mean, with all that being said, their corners are still a woozy, eh? Dallas. <laughs> and yeah. Eli, <laughs> and yeah. Eli Apple, the Giants. Giants. <laughs> So, with that being said, you're going up against the juggernaut with the Rams. We're talking Matthew Stafford, who's been nothing but a gunslinger since he's been in the league, right? Right. And in my opinion, after all he's been through, it's t- it's 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 time for him to just show up and show out. Yeah. I mean, even like what was the last playoff game or the playoff game before? No, the playoff against Tom Brady, where he dropped that dime oh, to yeah. uh, to uh, Cooper Cup or whatnot. Yeah. At that point, I'm like, there's there's no way this this dude cannot win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Not only that, like look at the rest of their offense, right? You got Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup, who's creeping up on two two K on the season. Mm-hmm. Odell Beckham who joined the team late, but he but since he's been on the team he has five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um because Robert Woods went down, right? Yeah. So they had to replace him. He's definitely been productive. Absolutely. Deshaun Watson I mean uh, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Jackson's a dumbass. He's left left for the Raiders and all he had to do was just sit there and shut up. That's all he had to do. <laughs> And he'd be in the Super Bowl right now. You and, run, you run two or three go routes, and, and then that's it. And you're and you're good for one of them for a touchdown. That's what you're there for. That's it. You're literally there to take a safety away from Cooper Cup. That is your job. Yeah. And Odell said, "I'll do it. Right. I'll, yeah. I'll gladly take that position." Yeah, because I'm up in Cleveland, freezing my nuts off. Let me get up out of here. <laughs> Let me get up out of here. Let me get to the fancy LA and have a home Super Bowl because that's exactly what they're doing. Cam Akers, he's been injured. He did play in the last game, mm-hmm. but even Daryl Henderson, 688 yards, five touchdowns. This offense is a juggernaut. Period. I don't under, I don't see how your secondary can stick with these receivers. No. It, it's going to be a tough ask. And then on top of that, on the other side of the ball, you got Von Miller, you got yep. Aaron, Donald, Aaron Donald, and you got Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. What the hell are you going to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> and not only that, but not only that, but it, it it makes the other players that much better because yes. you have those studs in those positions. They're the other players are going to ball out. They're going to give it their all. And this yeah. is the Super Bowl. There's no tomorrow. Nah, kitchen sinks. Ev- the whole kitchen's being thrown at everybody. The, the, oh, it's a problem. Yeah. And, I mean, but if like just to go back to, to Cincinnati for a minute, I mean, you, you look at what it takes to build an organization yeah. or rebuild an organization or yep. a team, I should say. These guys went out and got Burrow. Bruh. Last year, mm-hmm. and this year they're in the Super Bowl. And Great. it sucks because you hear from the Washington, or, you know, from, from the commander's uh, command post, basically. <laughs> you know, when they're saying it takes three to five years or four to five years to do no, the hell it no, doesn't. it does not. It starts and ends with a quarterback. Yep. You know, like, I understand there's certain ways and philosophies to build a team. You know, do you want to be a defensive-minded team? Do you want to be offensive-minded team? Are you trying to build a well-rounded team? You know, everybody has different ideas of what's the fastest way to build a team. Marcus, I'm asking you this very simple question. <laughs> what is the single most important position in football? Quarterback. End of story. 
So they can miss me with all that BS about Bruh. we got this receiver, we got this defensive end, we got this linebacker, we have this running back, we have this da-da-da-da-da. This is an offensive happy league. This is a passing league. This is a quarterback-driven league. You sneeze on a quarterback, you're getting a flag. Oh, yeah, for And sure. so when you don't have a quarterback, a la Washington – Take uh, Taylor Heineke, bless his heart, right? I'm not saying, you know, anything. He's playing in the National Football League more than I've ever done, more than I will ever do. So my hat is off to him. But let's be real. He is not the answer. So when you have a quarterback like Heineke, he's going to get hit. He's going to get whatever. And he's not going to get those, those, that extra special treatment because he's not respected as a quarterback. That's I guarantee you, going forward, and if you let mess around, Cincinnati wins this. Going forward, you blink hard at Joe Burrow. You're about to get a personal <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact for real so you know so the, so that's what i'm saying is like what cincinnati was able to do and you started that whole segment off by saying mm. look at their offensive line trash we're still looking for it <laughs> you know what i mean trash like we're still looking for that offensive line and he's able to do that that offense is able to do that so joe mixing has 1200 yards bro how with no line how with no line. I have line. no idea, dude. So, I mean, my hat is off to them. They didn't get this far just to be happy that they got there. They're going right. to go out there and give it their all. 100%. Because if it's one thing that team has shown all year, but more especially uh, in, in the AFC title game, mm -hmm. was Kansas City was up, man. Like, yeah. they were the, the overwhelming yeah. favorites. Cincinnati could have patted themselves on the back and said, man, bet we'll, we'll get it next year. No, these Bambas came out the second half and <laughs> lit their asses up. They Even didn't that work. They didn't quit. So, and what I also saw in the NFC title game was the Rams tried to give that game away. They so, oh my Dude. If they don't play a sound brand of football and they're thinking it's over Cincinnati, uh, over. you know, what is Cincinnati? You're going to mess around and you're going to be. Take that L at home. At home. Hold this. <laughs> All off season, go ahead and hold this. Oh, and you're gonna get them jokes too. You're gonna get the memes. You're gonna get everything. Right, Macaulay Culkin them beat them. Uh, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, again, I mean, clearly hats off to both organizations because right. if you look at that philosophy, mm -hmm. just both teams. You look at the way Sean McVay did it. Oh. He gave away all his draft picks Sold the farm. until 2056, <laughs> and sold the farm for the here and the now. Yeah, and then you have what's going on in Cincinnati where. We got to get our quarterback. They acknowledge that. They yep. went out. They got their quarterback. Now, yep. how many times does the number one overall quarterback, you know, pan out to be what Joe Burrow so far is? It's it's never it's, it's not rare. You look at Trevor Lawrence. You know, he went one one struggling and he struggled. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, but. It's just different philosophies on how they built their team. So, and and here they are in, in the Super Bowl. I think if nothing else, it's going to be an entertaining game. It's going to be a great game. And not only that. Oh, so before we get into what I think is going to be pretty cool, predictions. Who who do you, th I, I think you're what, taking the Rams? I'm definitely taking the Rams. Okay. Um, I just think just both sides of the ball, um, I just think it's their time. There's too many weapons. And I, I, I'm putting my bet on... A former Cowboys corner, Wuzier, and a former Giants corner, and Eli Apple getting smoked yeah. all game. Cooper Cup is coming. Yeah, I mean that's to me that's that's going to be the deciding factor. Like you, you're not going to be able to stick them. I don't like, and if you play soft in zone, they're going to pick you apart. Yeah. Rap City, the best corners in the league can't cover him. Backs. So I, <laughs> I do see Cincinnati. Going zone, 
But the Rams are going to make their ashes check right up out of that real quick. <laughs> real quick. You're going to have to go. Oh, man. You're going to got to go man and have a safety over the top. Yeah, it's going to be a, either a three-leveled play-action route or something where Odell's coming over the middle and then Cooper Cup's coming over the top and then a safety's got to make a decision. He's going to make the wrong one every time. It's going to be bad. He is. He is. It's, it's, it's like when you're playing tic-tac-toe <laughs> and you know, you look, you're like, ah, damn. If if I put my ex, like, there's right. no way you're going to win, right? right? So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what it's going to be. Like, you can pick your poison. Facts. I mean, it's almost to the point where just looking at the teams on paper, because, you know, we do believe in any given Sunday, right? Oh, of like, course. Those people who play Madden, it's like almost like they have to go like engage eight, like 90% of the time to even have a shot at this point. Because yeah. if you're not getting pressure on Stafford, it's over. Right. Yeah. And that's what over. I was that's what I was going to say is I, I, I really think Cincinnati's key to limiting the Rams offense is going to be that pass rush because if you can't get home or at least get Stafford uncomfortable, he's, he's going to light you up. Absolutely. Sam Hubbard has to get off. He has, has to, to go crazy Yep, for them to actually do something. Trey, Trey Hendrickson has to do, has to go crazy yeah. for them to even have a shot. If they, if they get held to three, five, three to five seconds, it's over. Yeah. Over. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm going to go with Cincinnati because my buddy Wes is is a big Bengals okay. fan. Bengals ain't been to the Super Bowl since, what, 88? Right. So I was three back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I'm all I'm all for it. Um, I, I'm definitely not going to be surprised if <laughs> if the Rams win. Right. I mean, all, th- there's, all things point to the Rams being able to win. Right. But I will say if they're not – Watching what they're doing, you're going to see that um, Falcons-Patriots type Super Bowl where we just knew it was in the bag. So I could see the Rams getting up early and, and just being conservative. Chilling. And, no. you know, so, I mean, no. who who knows? But, again, like I said, if nothing else, it should be an entertaining game. But the one thing I'm definitely looking forward to, man, is that halftime show. Oh, absolutely. With Dr. Dre, Snoop, Snoop Kendrick Lamar. Yep. Mary J. Blige and Eminem. I don't know if I'm missing anybody, but either way, it's that's about great. to be great. Good show. halftime show. You know who should be at that halftime show, even Me. though they're probably kicking themselves. Aside from us, AJ Green. Let's pour one out before him real quick because <laughs> imagine being AJ Green talk, talking about like I do not want to, you know, be a part of a team that's rebuilding, and they're right, right there in the Super Bowl. Yep, crazy. Yeah. You know, his feelings are hurt right now, and it sucks too because <laughs> oh, one quarterback we didn't talk about real quick is Kyler Murray, but yeah. it sucks because, I mean, A.J. Green went out to Arizona, and I thought he was all right. Yeah, you know, he, he played but, well. But uh, did you see Kyler Murray deleted all his, like, uh, Cardinal, like social, Cardinal stuff off social, social media, media, unfollowed the team, all he that? Want, he wants his money. I don't know what that crybaby BS is about. Like, you just <laughs> got to the league, man. Part of the reason they lost was because <laughs> of you. you. <laughs> what is going on? Like, I... I, I oh, I, man, it's Kyler. A, it's a different generation, man. Hey, man. It's a di- like, I am... I will never <laughs> fault a player for wanting to get their money, bro. You are on a rookie deal. You just got let there. Your, let your let your agent handle it, bro. Right. Um, it's wow. But uh, I mean, to me, especially when you were a primary reason the last four or five games of the year going into the playoffs and in the playoff, like you didn't do well because yeah. of you. So yeah, I don't get that. I think it's kind of strange. Now, having said that, if you want to get rid of the kid. We need a quarterback. You know, I ain't giving you multiple firsts for a crybaby. I'll tell you that. You know, but, but yeah, so I mean, who, who knows what that's going to, how that's going to play out. We'll see. 
But yeah, man. So you're gonna go with the Rams. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with uh, with the Bengals. Mm-hmm. You'll be over at the house watching yeah. the game with us. Yep. So it should be fun. It'll be a good time. It should be. It should be good. Um, but yeah, man. This was fun. We haven't done it in a while. Yes, sir. Last time we recorded was in like October, something like that. So yeah, man. So that puts a, a wrap on episode eighty. Ochenta. Yep. So as always, guys, we thank you for listening and tuning in. Be sure to head over to our website at sportsguys.com. Yep. Um, all the links are in the